0: it is really good and a joy to be back with you again even in the midst of things being just a tad different than when i was here back in january (laughs) a lot has happened since then it's great to be able to share worship with you be it here or be it online now or, or later on i'm grateful to kevin for the opportunity i want to think today about the only thing that counts Two passages of Scripture for our background, first one from Paul's letter to the Galatians, and the second one from James, the second chapter. Let's hear the word of the Lord, first of all, from Galatians, the fifth chapter, the first six verses. It is for freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery mark my words i paul tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised christ will be of no value to you at all again i declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he is obligated to obey the whole law you who are trying to be justified by the law have been alienated from christ you have fallen away from grace for through the spirit we eagerly await by faith the righteousness for which we hope For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. A similar theme, expressed with different images and analogies, comes from the letter of James. James, the second chapter, starting at verse 14. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith? but has no deeds. Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. You foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together, and his faith was made complete by what he did. Is dead. Let's pray. Lord God, your word is living and active, sharper than any two edged sword. It pierces to the joints. So we trust you to be faithful to your word, which never goes forth void or empty, but always accomplishes the purpose for which you send it out. Heal us, chastise us, challenge us, encourage us, whatever it is each of us needs. Lord, we await your action in our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. In the novel, All Quiet on the Western Front, There's a scene in which some nuns are singing in the hallway of the hospital outside the room of the soldiers who are hospitalized. And all of a sudden, one of the soldiers whips through the door a pitcher to get rid of the noise. And so the nun stops singing. And immediately, an inspector is called, an officer. And he goes into the room, and he begins to stare coldly at each one of the soldiers. And soon, one of the soldiers confesses, though he's not the one who threw the pitcher. The officer stares at him but says nothing, turns on his heel, walks out the door. When he gets outside the door, the other soldiers turn to the man who confessed, and they said, why did you confess? You didn't do it. And he chuckled and said, well, it really doesn't make any difference. A few days ago, I took a lick on the head, and they gave me a certificate saying I'm not responsible for what I do. Since then, I've been having an absolutely wonderful time. (laughs) I guess that's one way to respond to freedom. But what did Paul mean when he said, it is for freedom, Christ has set us free? When it comes to the freedom of our faith, there are a couple of problems to expose. I think Paul here means that freedom is that we can choose what is important for our life of faith. But therein lies the first problem. You see, it's easy to build a faith package it's easy to build a faith package many of the jewish christians in paul's day had chosen circumcision as essential for faith to their way of thinking circumcision made faith complete faith was not complete without circumcision it was essential for the faith now circumcision at least spiritually has little if any significance for most of us yet each of us has put together a package of faith, a package of things that are important to us in our life of faith. Consider baptism, for example. Most of us believe that baptism at some point in time and in some form is a critical part of a person's faith. And then there's the need to participate in the Lord's Supper or to attend Sunday school or prayer meeting or small group or youth group or to be a tither or, or to worship and worship in a particular way and in any particular style. But whatever the package contains, there are routines to follow, activities to participate in, there are behaviors to adopt, there are tenets to believe, and there are rituals to engage in that we believe are essential to our faith. In fact, and here's the problem, We may well believe that faith is not possible without them. And we begin to wonder why other people don't see faith the way we do and don't see the importance of our package for their life of faith. So Paul is quick to point out that freedom means the package we choose is not required for a life of faith galatians 5 6 for in christ jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value what did he mean circumcision was not a requirement for faith it had been established as a mark of belonging to the jewish nation so to require every christian as some of them were doing to be circumcised meant in essence that all christians must first become jew before they could become christian and that meant that being a jew was more important and higher priority than being christian these christian jews were then saying in essence belief in christ is not enough grace alone is not enough god's approval can only be gained through circumcision and by being Jewish. I wonder sometimes if we have not done much the same thing. Our packages too often and too easily become requirements. I was in college when the, the, what we call the charismatic movement was beginning and i had people try to convince me that i wasn't really christian because i hadn't spoken in tongues in seminary we had to take oral exams in front of our classes uh, something they still do my senior exam they opened it up to questions from the people who were there and one of the elders was trying to pin me down to the precise moment and second that i was converted to jesus christ in his mind unless you had a kind of conversion like he did well my christian faith was suspect let's go back for a moment to that faith package i mentioned a moment ago baptism can all too easily become something more than just important to our faith it can become a requirement we start to believe baptism has to be in a certain way and perhaps even at a certain age or it becomes a requirement that the lord's supper has to be not just a meaningful celebration, but has to be a certain number of times each year and has to be done in a certain way. And, and those who don't follow suit, well, either they aren't Christian or they're, they're just not at the same level that, that we are. And it's the same for Sunday school attendance, small group participation, prayer group, prayer meetings, being regular at worship or tithing. If others don't do the activities as we do, as we think they should, Well, either they're not saved, or if saved, they're just not at the same level we are. I think our packages, too, often become requirements for faith. Now, before you start throwing the stones to stone me, there's nothing wrong with rituals and routines, performances, and holding positions as part of our faith, as long as they are supplements and aids, but not requirements. Freedom means we can choose what's important to our life of faith, but it also means that the package we choose is not required for a life of faith. That's the first problem. James exposes the second one. He says it's easy to say the right things. James 5.14. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith... has no deeds. In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. The last time I checked, something that is dead has no power. For example, I'm telling you right now, I can run a four-minute mile. (laughs) Some of you are laughing already, having finished the point. Why would you How many of you think I can run a four-minute mile? Why not? You've never read about it? You've never seen it? You know me? You've seen my body? There's no proof. Words without action, words without proof, are dead. Faith without action is dead. Even Jesus said that a tree without good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Faith is obvious and known by what it does. We're not saved by deeds, but for deeds. Faith and works are two sides of the same coin. You can't have a head coin or a tail coin. You have a head and tail coin. Faith and works are two sides of the same coin. I like how C.S. Lewis put it. He says, regarding the debate about faith and works, it's like asking which blade in a pair of scissors is most important. They go together to do the job. James then offers an example to prove his explanation. You see that a person is considered righteous by what they do and not by faith alone In other words Abraham's lips and life matched. He understood that faith involves action So it's easy to build a faith package and it's easy to say but not do the right things So to counteract that Paul points to a priority to establish it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by yoke slavery. The slavery he's referring to is making a bunch of requirements and having to meet those in order to feel satisfied. He continues, "For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. The only thing that counts." Is faith expressing itself through love? True faith is a faith that serves and loves others. Isn't that what the prophets said repeatedly? Isaiah 58 starting in verse six lighten the burden of those who work for you let the oppressed go free remove the chains that bind people share your food with the hungry give shelter to the homeless give clothes to those who need them and do not hide from relatives who need your help fifth chapter of amos i hate i despise your religious festivals your assemblies are a stench to me even though you bring me burnt offerings and grain offerings i will not accept them Though you bring choice fellowship offerings, I will have no regard for them. Away with the noise of your songs. I will not listen to the music of your harps, but let justice roll on like a river, righteousness like a never-failing stream. And Jesus, Jesus was no less harsh. Matthew 23, verse 23, woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites, You give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. You blind guide. You strain out a gnat but swallow a camel. In his letter to the Corinthians, Paul said it eloquently. He said, even if you have faith, move mountains. And who among us wouldn't like to have that kind of faith? Even if you have faith to move mountains, but if you have not love, you're a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. So James said, suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm, be well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the face of need when someone is hurting and needs help words without action do not help in fact often they hurt as an example James points to Rahab again the backstory Rahab was a harlot who became convinced of the power of God she trusted in his promises and she protected God's messengers until it was safe for them to go and flee from those who sought their life who or what she was in the past didn't matter works flowed from her newfound faith and she was accepted of god in fact she became one of the ancestors of jesus christ himself true faith like love expresses itself in action i think that's why jesus asked peter three times peter do you love me yes lord then feed my sheep peter do you love me Yes, Lord, you know I do. Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Let your faith show itself in all the circumstances you are about to face. Before Cody Huff became a member of Central Christian Church in Las Vegas, he slept in an open field next to the church. But here's a story. At one time, Cody made loads of money as a famous bass pro fisherman, even featured in a special on ESPN. But he couldn't overcome his problem with drugs. He got addicted to crack, smoked away a $600,000 worth of savings, his house, his Harley, his new boat. He smoked away everything he had. He ended up homeless a man who rubbed shoulders with celebrities and been at famous restaurants bottomed out and was homeless but one day some people from central church's homeless ministry were handing out sandwiches in the park where cody was they told him he could go get a shower in the church Now the last place Cody wanted to go at that point in his life was into a church, but he hadn't bathed in so long that even the other homeless men couldn't stand his smell anymore. So, Cody explained what happened next. I walked into the church, and this lady named Michelle, who knew me from the homeless ministry, said, good morning, Cody, how are you? Then she looked at me, and she said, Cody, you need a hug. And I said, honey, you don't want to touch me because I haven't had a shower in three months. If Michelle heard me, she didn't seem to care. She walked up. She looked in my eyes. She gave me a big hug and told me that Jesus loved me. In that split second, I was somebody. She even remembered my name. That was the point where I knew that God was alive in this world. Over the next several weeks, Cody's life began to be restored. He gave his life to Christ. He started leading Bible studies amongst the homeless in the park. A Little over three years later, it was written up in in a national magazine, and his pastor wrote, now he's married, and he and his wife serve faithfully in our homeless ministry every weekend. He has his own business. From ashes, God has raised him up to use him as an instrument. But the point is, it all began because someone let their faith express itself through love the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love hear the scriptures again for in christ jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love therefore as we have opportunity let us do good to all people especially to those who belong to the family of believers In his first epistle john said it this way if anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them how can the love of god be in that person dear children let us not love with words or speech but with actions and in truth and this is his command to believe in the name of his son jesus christ and to love one another as he has commanded us the one who keeps god's commands lives in him and he in them He lives in those whose faith expresses itself through love. So I ask you this morning, how is it with your faith? You say that you believe in Jesus Christ, that he's your Savior and Lord. What fruit is it producing in your life? You say you believe that Jesus is coming again. What actions has it produced in your life? you say you believe in heaven and hell how has that impacted your relationship with non-christians you say you believe in the sanctity of life how has it influenced your political views or your giving or your serving or you say you're concerned over the, the rampant misguided sexuality in our country what actions have you taken you say you believe that through Christ, Christians are the most compassionate of all people. What compassion have you been showing and exercising in your life? You say you're concerned for the hungry and the homeless. How is it shown in your life? Do your lips and your life match? Someone said long ago, God won't ever ask you what kind of car you drove, He'll ask you how many people you drove who didn't have transportation. He won't ask you the square footage of your house. He'll ask you how many people you invited and welcomed into your home. He won't ask you how many clothes you have in your closet. He'll ask you how many people you helped clothe. He won't ask you what your highest salary was. He'll ask you how you used the salary you had. He won't ask in what neighborhood you lived. They'll ask how you treated your neighbors. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. At a hospital, a nurse escorted a tired young man to the bedside of an elderly man. She leaned over to the elderly man and said, your son is here. She had to whisper it several times before the patient's eyes opened because he was in an oxygen tent and he was heavily sedated because of his heart attack. He could only dimly see the young man outside his oxygen tent, but he reached out his hand and the young man wrapped his fingers around it. The nurse went and got a chair for the young man to sit in. All through the night, the young man sat there holding the old man's hand, offering gentle words of hope. Dying man said nothing. In the early hours of the morning, he died. The young man laid his hand on the bed and went and notified the nurse. The nurse came in and did what she needed to do, and the young man just stood by the side. And when the nurse was done, she she looked at the young man and began to offer words of sympathy to him. But the young man interrupted her and said, who was that man? Stunned, the nurse said, I thought it was your father. No, he, he was not my father, he answered. I never saw him before in my life. Then said the nurse, oh, why didn't you say something when I took you to him? He said, I also knew he needed a son, and his son just wasn't here. And when I realized that he was too sick to tell whether or not I was a son, I knew He needed me. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Let's pray. Lord God, we sometimes make faith so difficult forgive us we become so busy in the elements of faith that we fail to see the needs in the world around us and to respond but again Lord you know our hearts you know what we need to do show each of us how to be more expressive of our faith in the way we love. Holy Spirit, shake us up, encourage us, and empower us. <clears throat> Through Jesus Christ our Lord, I pray. Amen.